Hello, Hello guys, and welcome to the Dalyas podcast. I'm Adrian, and this is this is Dutch. Yay! How exciting! <laughs> I'm so excited. I've, I have been so excited to do a podcast on this book mm-hmm. because it is amazing. Yes, I loved this book. This was definitely one of my favorite gay books. And I think I said that about last time about Red, White, and Royal Blue, but I really feel that way about this one. It was one of those books, like, I didn't want it to end. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Um, so the book that we're talking about, it is called The Music of What Happens by mm-hmm. Bill Konigsberg. And Konigsberg, Konigsberg, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. It was written in, it was copyrighted 2019, so it just came out like mm-hmm. last year. What were your thoughts on the book after reading it? Reading it and letting it stew for a little bit. What were your what were your thoughts? Well, I felt like the book was more than just a love story because um they really addressed a lot of social issues going on in the world right now mm-hmm. and a lot of uncomfortable topics that go on, mm. you know, right now in the community that I felt don't always get talked about that, you know, sometimes they're either really, really focused on, um, or they're kind of ignored. Oh yes. And I felt like with this one, it really just kind of, it kept the love story along with those issues. You know, they talk about racism, they talk about, um, sexual assault and friendships and basically the family dynamics and so i really that's one of the things i just loved about it was just how they meshed all that together it was perfect for me so if you were to give a this book like a rating from one to ten what would you give it gosh (laughs) (laughs) definitely i would probably say a 10 um Okay. I know that's really high. I mean, maybe like a 9.999 or something. I, wow. Because I, I really loved it. You know, it was just so good. It, ga- it gave me that warm and fuzzy feeling inside, but it mm-hmm. also kind of gave me that, oh my God, that's so hard. I mean, that's so hard to read. That makes me want to cry. I mean, as you know. <laughs> oh my God, yes. It yeah, was you, such a touching <laughs> book. It, yes, exactly. So I would agree. I mean, is that what you would think as well? Yeah, I would probably give it like a, if not a perfect 10, like a 9.5. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why I wouldn't give it a full 10 out of 10. I was deeply moved because of this mm-hmm. book. It delved deep into a lot of the psyche of what, you know, growing up as a, as a LGBT mm-hmm. yes. person um what the stigmas are what the family dynamic is what the friend dynamic is you know the whole uh racist and sexual assault thing that happened in the book and right. then losing you know parents in different kinds of ways and exactly and, and and then also showing a lot of progress and a lot of growth mm-hmm. i so i thought it was 
amazing. I cried multiple times when I read it. I was very teary-eyed while reading it too. It was just like, oh my gosh, it's just, oh, it's touching. And it was just, that's what I loved about it too. It's just, you love a story that's heartwarming, but also deals with some of the best, I think, books and stories written mm-hmm. that have the warm and fuzzy stuff, but also deal with those really uncomfortable topics as well. Oh yeah. So it's just so full-rounded, you know, so. I mean, I agree, and so there is so much to delve into with this book. When I was reading it, I'm like, oh my god, there is so much to talk about. <laughs> so, okay, I so mean, let's start, start with um, characters. What did you think about? Who did you like more? Did you like Jordan? Did you like Max more? Or, well, let's let's talk about the characters first. So Jordan is kind of like the nerdy, thin, geeky. Um, slightly you know, emo slightly emo-ish type of person and then Max is kind of like the jock um, the jock kind of muscle Latino guy right Latino guy and mm-hmm. but uh, they are both kind of out you know Max to his friends who are super accepting Bets and J-Rod and then um, Jordan with his friends Pam and Kayla you know mm-hmm. and their family pretty much knows as well um, and right. it's just, it's, just it, it's interesting seeing the dynamic between the two characters and how mm-hmm. kind of different they are from each other and what kind of standards are you know what, what we would think would happen in the community mm-hmm. like there, there's not much of, there is stigma there but they kind of break that in a way Right, because it's not like a coming out kind of story. Mm-mm. It's very much they're already out, you know, or at least in some degree. At least their families know and their close friends know. I think we talk about Jordan because he's a little effeminate, you know, he's skinnier. It's He's kind of already, basically that persona is kind of already on him. Like everybody kind of already knows versus, you know, Max. He's a jock you know he specifically says in the book he said he's not connected with the lgbt community because he passes a street yeah and so he doesn't so besides like his two close friends they don't really know nobody else really knows about you know him and it's not like he's hiding it it's just he hasn't really been open about it besides his friends and his family right yeah 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 um, so, do you identify with either one of the characters, both, maybe one of the friends? You know, I definitely really feel like I identified with Jordan a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a similar, you know, I think I've talked with you about this, you know, I lost a parent when I was seven. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was my mom. And so, I could relate to kind of how he feels, how he's going through life mm-hmm. without a parent and how, in a way, you're kind of just like... You know, you kind of just have to relearn, kind of relearn how to live your life. But um, kind of for me, growing up, people always knew I was gay. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like I, you know, I couldn't really hide it just because of, you know, the way I kind of talked and acted a little bit. So I, I definitely felt like I identified with him more in the high school setting. I couldn't really see myself in Max just because I wasn't a jock. Mm-hmm. And people didn't think I was straight. You know, I couldn't pass for being straight. So, but um, that's kind of how I felt. But what about you? Um, I identify with both of them. I think I more identify with Max in a way, oh, in the okay. sense that I think more emotionally, not like in the physical sense, like from the outside where 
I was a part of a, what were they, like a football team or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so not in that sense in high school. I was a choir nerd. I was like that, but um, I was more on like Jordan's kind of a trajectory <laughs> or trajectory, mm-hmm. but I feel like emotionally I identified with Max a little bit more. So Max had a hard time expressing his feelings. Yes, 100%. Interesting. I was not the type of person to really express it very often. And mm-hmm. um, I really kind of understood like the whole aspect of how your friendships, you feel like you have to be somebody or you have to feel like you're keeping up with appearances and, and you know, you never really go super deep into the conversations with the friends that you have mm-hmm. you know I had a lot of friends like Pam and Kayla but I the GBFs <laughs> right you know like um, I always felt kind of like that GBF like how how Jordan did but I don't know I just a lot of my talking with my friends were pretty superficial in a way yeah and you know I feel like that's kind of hard because whenever you are gay in high school, that's kind of how it is because it didn't. It showed that it didn't matter which one was more seen as gay or which one was more out than the other. Mm-hmm. They both struggled with it. Oh yeah, with their friends. You know, what we would see with Max with his friends, it was kind of like, bro. You know, play. They would play games. It was kind of like a, you know, just kind of very. I guess they called it dude bro. <laughs> oh yeah, very dude bro. Yeah, dude bro. I know Pam, <laughs> Kayla, and Jordan would say, "Oh, he's a total dude bro." Yeah. yeah. So. You know, which is kind of like, I think I think a lot of gay men go through that who do have a lot of straight male friends when they are in high school. Right. Where they can't, it's just, it's very on the surface. And, you know, and our society tells us kind of men have to kind of be strong. Men have to be tough. Mm-hmm. You know, men aren't really encouraged to be open about the way they feel and be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, with other men specifically, too. And... You know, so that was interesting, and I kind of felt like with Jordan, Jordan really wanted to be open with people, which is kind of why I re- identify with him, because I really wanted to be open. I really wanted to have deep, meaningful relationships with people, but I couldn't. Right. Because, you know, they weren't quite on that level, I felt like, or they didn't get me, didn't really get the way I felt, and... You know, I think that was a really difficult time. And I think that Jordan and several times in the books where he's like, oh, hey, let's do this or hey, let's do that. Or, you know, hey, guys, I'm tr- I want to tell you about something I'm writing. Can you guys tell me what your feedback is? And they kind of just brushed him off. Right. You or know, and, uh, in like, you know, his dynamic with Max, he kind of had like a self-deprecating uh, you mm-hmm. know, uh, voices in his head that were like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And Max kind of pushed him to do something and he felt so much better about himself right he pushed him and stretched him yeah 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 and I think that's really I think that's really cool because it was kind of vice versa with Mm -hmm. with Jordan their worlds were just so or sorry with Max um, their worlds were just so different and they both pushed each other in different ways that they never really would have expected or gone through I think if they hadn't met each other Right. I know. It's just so interesting the way that they, the way they kind of, how they push each other. Because it was like in opposite ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Max didn't like to open up about his feelings. and But Jordan wanted to. But also, Jordan didn't like to be pushed out of his comfort zone. No, he resisted a lot. Right. Which is, you know, another thing that I, why I related to Jordan. Because it's hard to get out of your comfort zone. Oh, yeah. 
And so Max was just kind of like, okay, you know, there's a, I think we'll get to this later in the book where he takes him to the gym. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, And he's like angry, like, I am not like you. I can't do this, but he does. (laughs) Right, right, right. But then also with Max, he's kind of like, you know, holding on to this deep, dark kind of secret and Mm -hmm. he can't bring himself to express that thing for most of the book you know what I mean mm-hmm. like he didn't really come out with it he struggled with it for a long time um, as he was getting closer to Jordan he started thinking about it a little bit more and it started to affecting affect him more because of just the connection that he was having with Jordan and getting to that point mm-hmm. um, it just kind of exploded in a way yeah you know it was just for him he was pushing it down pushing it down Mm -hmm. constantly and then you know and it was supposed to be such a beautiful moment between him and Mm -hmm. Matt uh, him and Jordan whenever it was you know becoming up and then it just triggered and it just came up where he couldn't hold it in anymore I know and I think that that's a lot of things that happen to gay men Mm-hmm. in the community is when they are you know raped or assaulted and they push it down and it and it just comes up right and so i mean it was a, that was a very difficult part to read especially whenever they he goes into detail about it earlier in the yeah. book yeah yeah and also what kind of intrigued me was his his experience and how he was he, in the book, he said he half felt like it actually wasn't rape. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And he yes. like, disassociated himself with, mm-hmm. you know, the things that happened. We're not going to go into detail about what happened with him because you have to read the book. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought it was just so interesting just how the, his thought process, because I felt like it was very valid. Mm-hmm. I felt like, you know where do you kind of draw that line and they actually you know kind of explained it in the book like you know what what classifies itself as you know uh, an assault and whatnot Mm -hmm. and I thought it was very 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 beautifully touched on and written Um, even though it was kind of hard to read it kind of made you made you feel like yeah like this guy he was going through it and he has these valid reasons and you know the trauma that he is having because of this experience it's it's a uh, what am i right. trying to say well you know and i thought it was so interesting i'm glad that the author bill went ahead and he he changed the rules up you know usually mm-hmm. you would see someone like jordan for instance in mm. that situation where he's the skinnier guy, he's kind of puny, he's seen as kind of like, you know, by society standards, like, weak. Yeah. You know, parentheses, weak. Yeah, yeah. And then Jordan's the big jock guy who Max. could probably have basically smacked that guy into half that, I, you know, was his tr- aggressor. But it goes to show, no, this could still happen yeah, yeah, yeah. to anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, and Anybody. it showed that... Right, and I think that I like that what Bill did because he did that a lot with um, other characters. You know, basically the way their lives were. Mm-hmm. You know, it, they thought outside of the box. You know, sometimes you see, you know, like there's always kind of like the family. You know, because Jordan's um, sorry, excuse me, Jordan's mom was the one who was messed up. You know, mm-hmm. with his 
with his dad. You know, his dad passed away, and she was the one who didn't have her life together. And now Jordan, from what they described, he's a he's white. Right. And Max, is, his mother is from Polanco, Mexico, mm-hmm. in Mexico City. I've mm-hmm. been there. It's a great city. <laughs> And his mom's an immigrant, and his dad um, is a white man who's a comedian who's left, basically, out of the picture, who is just basically pretty deadbeat. Like, he doesn't take anything seriously. He's not really involved in his son's life. Yeah, he's a comedian, so he just kind of, like, floats around and, you know, right. does... And it's a little bit more... He's kind of selfish, I felt yeah, like. Yeah, it's like he's not really ever interested in, his, in Max's life. And he can't. But um, Max's mom is very, very present. You know, she's very much... She's. They show that she was a woman who grew up in Mexico but really worked hard, and she mm. came to America. Mm-hmm. And so I like that they show, you know, it's not the white savior kind of thing like you tend to see in books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I feel like that was great, but um, you know I wanted I mean? to touch on that topic, but... You know, kind of back. It was just that's why they kind of showed with Max. It was just it shows that anybody can be a victim. Yeah. You know, they say, well, men fight back. Like, why would someone like that let that happen? It's like, well, listen, there's a lot more to it than that. There is a lot more to it than that, and I love that um, it was expressed in this book in the way mm-hmm. that it was because people. This happens to people. Yes. It, you know, it really, it really happens to people. People disassociate, and it just unfortunately something like this happens and we need to be able to um express ourselves and and talk it out and you know because when you do that you are kind of fighting that battle you're fighting that monster you're becoming you know a little bit more desensitized to it so that it's not taking power over you right and I felt like that was such a good thing to talk about because I feel like this book is really what the community really needs to address. Mm-hmm. And we really need to normalize us talking about our experiences and being open when we're ready. You oh, know? Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like it's just, it was something to say, you know, hey, this happens. This is not, you know, this can happen to anyone. It's not, and it's like, it can be male. It, it, it doesn't have to be like the, t- you know, the big guy overpowers the smaller one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very different, and I thought that was so good to, t- to basically to talk about. So, and you know, like you said, it was it was uncomfortable to read, but I'm I'm happy that they discussed it because I feel like a lot of people and a lot of gay men have been through that experience, mm-hmm. and it's something that we don't talk about. And I feel like we, as a community, we really need to be better about being open about those experiences and being open to say, hey, it's okay. You know, you're not weak. Right. right. You know, you weren't a coward. You were a victim. Right. And that's okay, you know, and let's help you let's help each other get through this, you know, to seek oh, yeah. counseling. But And I love how in the book the they talked about well, Max and Jordan, they were like, um, you know, this is the reason why I have been feeling this way for so long. This is the reason why, you know, I have been um not open with my friends. This is the reason why you know i don't want or i don't want that to continue i want it to be different i want it to change i'm growing and i want my relationships to grow and mm-hmm. i thought that was just a beautiful thing that you saw strength um and growth in the book in both yes. characters too right because we saw jordan because for instance with jordan jordan was very much and this happens a lot with people who lose parents mm. they're very much because they lost somebody who was like their rock 
They lost some security. It's kind of like you've had the rug ripped out from under you. Mm-hmm. And so you're always feeling like, oh my God, I I don't, you know, it's just you're always kind of looking for security. Yes. And I feel like in, when you're looking for security is because you're insecure. And I think that, you know, when, it's hard to explain in total words. You know, I'm talking specifically from my experience, but it's definitely, I can see how Jordan was always kind of like, apologizing he was always like I'm sorry he was always putting himself down because he didn't have that validation from his dad mm. anymore and his mom and was he wasn't constantly getting it from her right even though like she was really reliant on him and you know she was like looking at him as like basically it was in a really messed up way kind of like as her husband role oh my gosh yeah um, or like you know she was the rocky you know she it was kind of like she was the child and jordan was the adult you know she just kind of right. left her what did she do she like basically gave up her position and yes <laughs> you know what i mean and 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 not revolted but she just like kind of gave up in a way and then jordan had to take a step put away his pride put away his insecurities or you know face them a little bit more and then overcome like certain situations that you would normally be doing as an adult and since you don't have any adults around you you're kind of forced to grow up and Jordan really did that. And I thought it was super cool that, that... Right. If I can just get this tangent out of the way. Yes. <laughs> His mother pissed oh my God. me off so much because... <laughs> you Those know, last few chapters. Oh, my God. She pissed me off the whole book. Like, there was nothing about... I'm just Same. like, oh, my God. Same. So, with Jordan's mom, to give you know the <laughs> listeners a little bit of a backstory. So, his dad passed away when he was about 12, I believe. And when Jordan was about 12 and his mom worked at a dentist office, I think she was like a dental assistant and she took off from work and she never went back. Yes. Never went back. I think she used up all of his dad's life insurance, um, basically just became a bum. She just stayed home. All she ever ate was like gogurts and basically leaned on. Yeah. And she would have crying fits. Sometimes Jordan would describe his mom before she was a very active, happy, joyful person who, was just in very was just very positive and then she was very up and down like After she would have changed. her moments where she was okay then other times where she just breaks down crying and she's like mm-hmm. you know laying her head on his chest and just crying and you know and for and me the it's cuddle, like cuddle um little <sighs> right short, like little there's cuddles. a scene where he comes into her room to check on her and she's in her bed and she's you know tearing up and she's like i need the cuddles and they literally spoon <laughs> he literally gets behind her and spoons with her i'm like that is so creepy that is your mom <laughs> um you know i understand people have you know are close with their mothers i get that it was just the context of it was it wasn't like a mother and son kind of thing it was very much like i need you to give me what i'm missing right now right and i need you to be my protector and yeah. my savior right now and i'm just thinking you know for me it's like if my dad would have done that I mean, I can't imagine, you know, I was very lucky that my dad stepped up and was like, I'm the parent, I'm the father, my kids need me to be, you know, very present in their Mm -hmm. lives and I have to be strong. Right. Uh, And I'm thinking, you know, and I understand if it had been a month or two or maybe in a a year, but I'm thinking, honey, it's been four freaking years. You need to get your shit together. (laughs) Yeah. Like you would, you would hope and you would think so. But I also feel like there are people, you know, she probably... You know that was his whole life even more than or that was her entire life was 
her husband even more than Jordan was. And uh-huh. so it's like, how do, how do we deal with that? Because she also, ga- like, as she lost a husband, she gained an addiction. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she is searching for or trying to fill that void within her by you know feeding into this addiction and then completely mm-hmm. just forgetting about her son like you, you right. know they had the whole shopping spree thing and you know he was like oh let's go get candy and she's like yay candy for dinner like it was like she turned into a child like like right. um you know she lost her entire adulthood her responsibilities and stuff like that and and it really made me angry um and it what pissed me off even more was that she knew it Mm -hmm. but you know i almost kind of felt bad for her because you know what do you what can you do like i can only applaud jordan for doing what he did (laughs) you know to save basically save his mom save his mom from herself in a way so right it it was just god it's just he had to take a role right he had to take a role that just wasn't fair you know it was not fair for him to have to run that food truck by himself when he's in high school Mm -hmm. you know his mom is you know it's like when max first really meets jordan and sees meets his mom and she just has a breakdown Mm -hmm. right away because she's like i'm so overwhelmed i can't do this oh my god within the first two chapters oh my god it was so crazy right and he's like mom it's okay i'm gonna take care of it don't worry and i just wanted i I just honestly wanted to get into that book and just say okay listen honey (laughs) from experience i can tell you this you need to get your shit together you are a hot mess i'm sorry she made me so mad right you know and i speak from experience i'm just like because and i know a lot of people who a lot of mothers women who've lost their husbands and you know the child has to come first and you know god forbid if i ever had to go through something that horrible um you know not you know losing the love of your life like she did and you know i, I can also relate because my dad had a similar addiction <laughs> to gambling so that was much later on in life so mm-hmm. it's definitely like she was looking i think people when you go gambling a lot of people don't realize it's like you get a high off of it like you feel good oh, it makes thrill. you forget about the pain yeah sometimes you know if you're at like a poker table with other people who don't know that you're a widow they don't know that you have a son at home that's basically keeping your house alive it's like it's like an escape right you have you know, this poker I think that's, face that's like you can hide everything and blah 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 yes. the exhilaration that you get from gaining mm-hmm. or losing money but yeah i feel bad for jordan because then he's uh had the rug ripped under him three times you know like his mm-hmm. entire life is completely changed it's completely different you know from the beginning of the book to the end of the book like max's like i don't i I don't want to like downgrade what max you know went through because you know pain is pain is pain is pain regardless of you know how it's happened to you Mm -hmm. um but you know max still has a fantastic support system with jordan and his mom Mm -hmm. and his friends um you know all this crazy shit you know kind of happened to max as well um but it's just different experience that that jordan has went through compared to you know what max went through and and neither it's not it's not equal but neither is it you know different 
Yeah, you know it's what I mean? like the and same, but it's different. You right, know, it's right, right, right. different levels. You know, different Max, level, it was strict. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Max, yeah. it was definitely like a violation. Oh, yeah. Of and him his having personal, to... like, of, of his body. Right. And then you know, with Jordan, yeah. it's like the, it's a, an attack on his entire world. Right, you know. All around and, him, so... And that's so hard, and I know, <laughs> really, you can't really compare the, like their experiences, yeah. of course. But man, there exactly. was just a lot of shit that happened between the two of them. It really is, and I do. Uh, <laughs> so we've talked a lot about the really deep and tough stuff. So I'm sure people who haven't read the book are probably like, "Oh my god, how is this so warm and fuzzy?" <laughs> I know, like, what? Oh my god, this sounds like a tragedy story. Yeah, so no, this book is amazing. It's fantastic. It ends happy. Right. It is. Um, so we can get into that. So I um, can I just say I loved the way how opposite they were looks wise, but how they were attracted to one another. Oh yeah, me too. You know, I know. For instance, like. Now, Max, you know, for a typical, some somebody typically in the gay community would see Max, who is a jock, tall, you know, he described he has big legs, mm. you know, really good shape. He's like, kind of like seen as like a prize in the gay community. Yeah. You know, typically, you know, you think of men, especially here in Texas, it's like, ooh, you know, he's like, he would generally be the guy that people would go to. He's straight acting, as they say. You know, people would just look at that and be like, oh, my God, that is like a man. Right. And, you, you know, know, what I um, what was so interesting, too, is that he at the end of the book, spoiler alert, he asks his friends, like, you know, what if I came out to all the guys on the team and they were like, you know, well, people love you. So I don't think it would be it would I don't think it would be received negatively. You know, if you were an asshole to them, then, you know, maybe they would they would. Um, you know, be different towards you, but people love you. Right. Yeah, and I think that was interesting that they talked about how, you know, for Max in some ways, you know, in terms of, like, as a man, he was going to have it a little bit easier Mm. than Jordan. You know, Jordan is a skinnier, he's a little bit more effeminate, a little bit awkward-looking. I know that they describe him as he has a little bit of acne, Mm-hmm. Max would describe his skin as just absolutely gorgeous, but he has a little bit of acne. So he's, you know, probably somebody that what they would say is, you know, oh, like he's, you know, weak. He's kind of like, eh, you know, he's too feminine or this and that, or he's a little weird. <laughs> right. Um, side note while I'm thinking about it. Um, so the first time whenever, um, so uh, Max met uh, Jordan's friends, Pam and Kayla. <laughs> And they, <laughs> so Pam is also Mexican, like Jordan. I'm sorry, like Max. So Max and Pamela are both Mexican, while Kayla and um, Jordan are white. So this was funny in the book too, because Jordan's like, "Oh, let's do a message in a balloon." So basically, <laughs> they write a message, <laughs> they put it in a balloon, and they send it off. Not even a balloon. Oh, yeah, it wasn't a balloon this time. It was a, yeah, let's just say a specific safety, um, I don't know, should I just say a condom wrapper? You can can blow it up like a balloon. (laughs) Yeah, like a condom, so you roll it up as a balloon, so we'll just have to make this especially explicit this time, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, I remember Jordan, no, uh, oh my God, I'm getting, so Jordan was so excited about it, and Max was like, he looked at Pam like, Okay, I don't like saying this, but uh, he was thinking this is some Caucasian shit <laughs> 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 or some white shit. Yeah, <laughs> even yeah. me, 
I'm white, if people who don't already know me. So even I was thinking, oh my God, that is so white people. What the hell? That's the whitest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And this is not, you know, this is not like a race thing, but it was just so interesting. I guess kind of like how, like, like how cultures are. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, the, just mm-hmm. a bunch of people have different kind of cultures, and it's like you would never see that in a, <laughs> in another way. What did, what did they do? They wrote, like, their dreams and hopes and stuff like that. Yeah, and- <laughs> the dreams and hopes. I laugh is a little corny, but it's cute. It is Anybody cute. Anybody who does it, it's cute. It oh, is cute. It's like something you, you know, would see, like, that you, you would see this as a, like, boxed up thing that you would see at Urban Outfitters. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, it was it was cute. It was cute the way that they talked about that. It was different, you know. Obviously, Max was not going to be doing that with his friends. (laughs) Oh no, no, no! no. They would play video games. (laughs) Like, what the hell is this? They'd probably be thinking. But I thought that was cute the way that they were different. Um, So that was kind of one way with you know Jordan. How Jordan kind of got max out of his out of his bubble a little bit he's mm-hmm. like no 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 be a little bit softer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but for instance you know i thought it was so cute because in the middle of the night they would text each other and be like i can't sleep or like jordan would be waiting for his mom who'd be out doing you know god knows what mm-hmm. and he'd say my mom's not home and max is like do you want to come see me you know do you want to do something together i can come pick you up so he picks him up and takes him to the gym <laughs> i know right and he works that boy out. Max works Jordan out, like has him do this crazy workout that he's never done before. An eight minute like Tabata <laughs> workout, I think it was. Was it Tabata so. or high intensity something? It made me exhausted just thinking about it. Like, I know. Okay, so I listened to this book. I didn't have a lot of time to read it, so I listened to it on Audible uh-huh. and like reading the workout that they were doing because it was like eight minutes long and Mm -hmm. you had to do this and you had to do that and the actor just or whoever was reading it would just did a really good job in like making it sound like he was exhausted (laughs) 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 i loved it at first i didn't really like the way that it was because uh, it was two different people so you know how every chapter was one was Jordan two was Max three was Jordan mm-hmm. you know um, right and it just kept going in succession with each other and uh, there were two different people reading the chapters for you know each character so I thought it was it, it was actually really interesting reading reading mm-hmm. all of that like both of their perspectives it was it was fun to see the way that they both kind of came down so you know with, with max whenever he was doing the message in the in the yeah the condom <laughs> oh my god i know and you know he was like okay this is actually kind of fine like this is different but it's cute and he sees how happy it makes jordan and he's like falling for him even more he's like oh he's just it's so cute i love it and then Jordan with Max working out whenever he's in Max Arena. He's in Max's, you know, his his element. He's just kind of like, you know, Max is like, oh, he looks so good. He's pushing himself. and I know. Jordan's thinking in his head, like, I can't stand him. How dare him make him do this? I don't look like him. <laughs> I know. And he's and mad that he's like, wait, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> I See, I loved that. It was like, for me, I felt like... Jordan was definitely a lot more expressive like he said what he was thinking quite a bit um, mm-hmm. 
and uh, I feel like Max was a little bit more. He seemed like he was a little bit more of the artsy one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like with the whole drawing of the pictures and and like he, I think with with Max's point of view, he really kind of painted a picture of how he viewed the world. Mm-hmm. And Jordan was a little bit more expressive with the way that he talked because he was a poet. You know what I mean? Like, right. It was very yeah. very interesting, and he was a lot more. Like you didn't really see Max's angry side or his submissive side or his like emotional side until much later in the book. Jordan mm-hmm. kind of dealt with his emotions on like as it was happening kind of thing. Right. I mean, that's kind of, and I think that's just, it's interesting because I know how, I think like you've said that you're more, I don't know, it's kind of like some people are kind of just, they bottle it up a little bit. Yeah, that's definitely. Then it kind of explodes. (laughs) Yeah, that's Adrian. Adrian, you're a little transparent though, so people can probably kind of tell maybe a little bit. Now I am. I'm older. You don't want to be transparent, but you it's, it's okay, because I'm the same way. Right, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I really don't mean to be this transparent, <laughs> but damn, I can't help it. <laughs> so That's true. Yeah, and I think that's just kind of, Jordan didn't really care if he was transparent or not. Like, you know, there was one point where after his mom, you know, everything blew up with his mom, and he's at the gym, and he's just crying. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just... Breaking letting down. it all out and he just balls his eyes out and lets it out and it's not like he was trying to hold it in he kind of mm. just was like oh screw it I'm gonna start crying right he was like and exhausted I'm a right you know, you know I, which, I, yeah can Go you ahead. you know what I mean like I I just felt like with Jordan all of this shit just kind of happened all at once so quickly and it's mm-hmm. like he didn't even have time to breathe Right, you know, and so all of the emotions just kept getting bottled inside because he didn't really have time to think about what's going on and and Mm -hmm. what's going to happen to him in the future. All of these things were just kind of moving. You know, Max was taking care of him. Max's mom was talking to him. Mm -hmm. Um, The uh, what's it called? like the the police and moving and moving and losing his house and you know things like that like when he finally was able to just kind of let loose and grunt and punch and you know do things like that it i think it finally let all of those emotions out right you know it's so true because you know grieving and i feel like with his like you like you talked about like he didn't really get to grieve Mm -hmm. with his dad he had to basically carry his mom Mm. you know they talk about she had a big meltdown right after his dad passed away and from that moment on he's like no no I love you mom it's okay like I'm gonna be here for you I'm gonna be here to love you and I don't think he really ever properly grieved his dad oh my god because his mom was in so much grief and so he has to like be strong for her right so I think a lot of those moments when he's grieving about his mom he's also grieving about his dad yeah because grieving is so different. Like, you know, when you lose a parent when you're a kid, it's kind of like you'll grieve them for certain things when you're a kid. Right. And then, you know, after you've moved on from that, it's easier when you're an adult, you know, and I think that Jordan is getting closer to his adult years. He's grieving in different ways. You know, right. it comes to, oh, you know, there's a di- it's a difference between having a kid when, like, when you need your parents for, like, you're basically to be taken care of or, you know, that you need to take care of, you do this for you. 
it's different when you're an adult and you, when you see it, like, I think, you know, he would see with his mom mm-hmm. specifically how, you know, how Max's mom was so present. She was so very much in his life and concerned and she was very much the parent. Oh yeah. And he doesn't have that with his mom. And, you know, I know he can probably relate about the dad situation, but I feel like that's kind of with Jordan, why he was just releasing all that emotion because he hadn't released it. Right. And, you know, it was just kind of a moment, too, where he just let it all out and cried. And, you know, and it was just, it, it was, you know, it's sad, but it, it's just, it's so good. You know, a lot of people go through that. Yeah. I think, you know, and, and, and going back to the mom, Max's mm-hmm. mom, Rosa, she Rosa. probably was my favorite character besides yes. the two main characters just because mm-hmm. of how passionate she was how expressive she was how supportive she was mm-hmm. you know even when max told her about what everything what uh, how everything happened how supportive she was of him and jordan's relationship how mm-hmm. she was not gonna let max not talk to his father about him you know that whole thing and she's like you need to hold him accountable or you know i know that you're an adult but he is your father and if you want to talk to him which i think you should you know you need to keep him accountable too blah 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 blah, this and that and the other and i was like yeah rosa you better tell him right that dad (laughs) you call him out and that was so great because she was really just you know and i i loved how with jordan she was just like oh my god of course you can come live with us like of course, you know, and spoiler alert. Right. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler. I know. Yes. So you, you gotta be careful with me, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just like, there's a moment where she just was very, you know, active and she just, she knew, she knew Jordan didn't have a parent basically. Yeah. And so she tried to kind of step in when she could. And I, I loved that. And I respected her so much for, you know, that's just so hard. And, you know, whenever you've been in situations and it's, it really means a lot when someone steps and takes a parental role, Mm -hmm. you know, I've had women like Rosa in my life who, you know, were like motherly figures to, to me and my sister. They were just like, Oh my God, you don't have a mother. You know, we had a, you know, our dad was very active in our lives. You know, it was just, Oh, let me kind of like give you a little bit of that motherly love you don't have. And so I, and I loved that about mm. her. So I totally agree with you on that. She was just, she was great. <laughs> um, I also really kind of enjoyed Max's friends more than I liked Jordan's friends, honestly. I totally agree. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, even though mm-hmm. Betts and J-Rod were, like, dude bros, <laughs> and they kind of, like, joked around and, and stuff like that, like, mm-hmm. with... Pam and Kayla, yeah, I did like them, but they were... You kind of get that clicky effect, like that Mean Girls kind of thing. You know, that kind of vibe. That's what I got whenever I was listening to the book. Right. Which, you know, that that's totally okay. We do love that. And Jordan was like, I want you guys to stop making me feel like I'm the GBF. And they're like, we want you to stop calling us your wives you know and like uh <laughs> oh really <laughs> right so it, you know he i think jordan felt like it was a very superficial kind of mm-hmm. relationship with his friends and then of course you know at the end when they had their little talk it, it got a little bit better but i think what i i saw more growth on max's max's end right i definitely felt like that too because i didn't like pam and kayla that much either I thought that they were both just very, I don't know, they both pissed me off a few times when, 
they kind of just, you know, would come into Jordan's life and his house and just kind of do whatever. And like, I know. It was just very disrespectful and rude, and I wanted him to just cuss him out. I'm like, oh, excuse me, uh, hello? <laughs> but also, Jordan would not, like, open up much, you know, to that. Right. Or, or, you know, he would open up and they would just be like, really? You know, like, you're having this issue, it's really not that bad, or like, you know, they would kind of sweep it under the rug, in mm-hmm. a way. Um, so then, then that's when Jordan is like, oh yeah, you know, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just stupid little Jordan, blah, 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 blah. Right. And he needed to stand up for himself, and... He did, finally. He did, and he does, and I think it was a good progress, and... That was kind of what I just, I liked that they talked about. This was kind of just like two boys finding themselves. Yeah. Connecting with parts of themselves that they neglect and then falling in love together. It's kind of more of like a coming of age story than it is. I mean, even though they're not really coming of age, they're a little bit older, you know, in the sense they're Mm -hmm. like 16, 17 years old. Um, Right. They're still in high school. Rather than coming out. Yeah. They're still in high school. Um, It's, yeah. Besides a coming out story. It's not really coming out. Right, it's different than um, like red, white, and ro- red, white, and royal blue when they were like you know in their early twenties. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of things. You know, they're high schoolers, so they you know can only t- touch on so much. A little bit about them, and I thought, can I just? If there's one little thing between them that I thought was so cute. Whenever um, they started hanging out, mm-hmm. and they're in Arizona, by the way, and it's summertime, so it is like I mean, we think Texas is hot. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I used to live Arizona. in Tucson, and I know the places that we they went to, like ASU and Tempe and Scottsdale, um, you know, Mesa and everything. It's like, it is hot. It is dry heat, which is way different than, you know, this humidity that we have here in Dallas. But yeah, it is like the sun is just on your back and working in that would, food truck by the way <laughs> we never really talked about the food truck so that's how they met <laughs> yeah so right i guess let's back up a little bit right so, I, we just like talked about literally everything else in the book besides the meeting and what most of the book is about <laughs> we kind of just jumped in full storm here about yeah, our feelings we so we're talking about our you and i are very much people that like to talk about our feelings yes. and the way we felt about things so let's back up a little bit so sometimes (laughs) we forget sorry people you're right so um we'll start over so they first of all (laughs) so jordan's mom um she i think it's like so i think his dad already had this food truck Mm -hmm. and so what was it called coco coco chicken or coco vinny yeah. Coco, what? What? Something like that. Yeah, it was. It's a chicken one. Yeah. So they have to take. So basically, Jordan and his mom, they have to get this food truck going again to save their house. They're about to lose their home. His mom has not worked in four years. She's mm-hmm. been, you know, wallowing in her, you know, grief for so long. And so Max and Jordan go to high school together. They've never really interacted. And so Max is with his mom, Rosa. Max was also grounded for life. Um, he had been out really late one night. Um, turns out it was the night where he um, had his unfortunate incident. Um, his assault occurred that night. And so his mom has basically said, you have to work with me at State Farm, which is right. where his mom works, State and Farm. Rosa works at State Farm. He was like, no. <laughs> right. And so they happen to be shopping. And so I think Max sees Jordan, correct? And um, walks up and says hello to him? No, yeah. he goes to the food truck and then he sees him behind the counter. 
right? right. Something that, like that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I read the first chapter and I was like falling asleep, so I had to like <laughs> pick that up. So and so they much meet more each happened other because of this food truck. Right. He was so the interested. Food there was like nobody there. And mm-hmm. he sees this. He sees this guy there, and he remind he he. What did he say about him that I thought was so interesting? He was like, "How did you, how did you put, you know, women's bodies, you know, into your speech about uh, something? I, f- I forgot what it was, but it was just so interesting to me, like the metaphor that he used to describe how, what he thought of Jordan mm-hmm. and how he started to become attracted to him. Right, because they're opposites. Right. You know? Yes. 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 Right, they're very opposite. You know, Jordan is very much the opposite of Max, and mm-hmm. Max talks about how he's like, "Oh my God, people think I would like my own the guys like me." He's like, "I could never be attracted to guys like myself. I like yeah. guys like Jordan." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you know, and we described them both earlier, but um, you know, I, start- I, I yeah. think that um, you know how they say opposites attract. Uh huh. So I think that's like one hundred percent true to the core of this book but also mm-hmm. at the same time the way that I feel is that you know the similarities kind of keep you together and right. with Max and Jordan they have both had quite a bit of trauma in their life not exactly the same but you know mm-hmm. that that kind of similarity I think will keep them together for a very very long time right and I'm glad to the author is because you know some people connect romantically based off their past traumas. Right. And that's not what happened with Jordan and Max. It was very much of their personalities, the way they clicked, their chemistry. What mm. you know, that just happened to be a part of their story. And all of their trauma kinda happened as they were getting to know each other too. Right. It's true. And they kinda just Ish, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the book ends on a very different story, you know. I don't not like I'm trying to end this, but I'm just saying like, you know, it just kinda it the whole the whole atmosphere of their relationship is very much like we we really like each other we care for each other but we've also been through so much mm-hmm. and we've been through a lot of pain and they're not like on a hot and heavy level exactly they're much more of a let's heal together let's you know lay together let's you know work through this because it shows you know both of them are still working through their trauma right you know and they're going to have to for the rest of their life and they're just like let's heal together but we love each other we're going to be by each other's side yes and oh my god it's just so cute that part but uh, <laughs> I know I wanted to cry I know it's like oh it's so cute but um yeah and I just it's just interesting and so you know but when they're working the food truck together it really talks about the way they work you know Jordan um, hates the heat <laughs> you know he's pale pale skin like me and oh my god I mean I'm just thinking they didn't talk about sunscreen <laughs> I'm like, like at all <laughs> I know I'm like oh my god I mean I would burn like in 10 minutes out there but um, you know Max is very much like oh I love the heat I thrive on the heat yes yeah, oh my god. I know I, I'm sorry but there was this one thing that was <laughs> so cute so there's a scene in the book where they're kind of they're starting to hang out as friends and there's attraction is there but it's not acknowledged yet mm-hmm. and they go picking um f- fruit right they go picking fruit in like a vineyard oh the prickly pears yeah the prickly pears they go yes, picking yes, the pick- yes. and so it's really really hot they both have their shirts off uh-huh and you know then Jordan the heat gets to him he's like I can't do it I'm passing out so Jordan of course is letting his emotions just get to him completely yeah so 
you know, they're both shirtless, so Max goes to hug him, and, like, Jordan leads his head on him, so spoiler alert, okay, I'm kind of giving this away a little bit, but <laughs> it was so cute, and so then he throws him on his back, and they carries him to the car. Oh, yeah, because he's, like, hyperventilating. <sighs> right, and yeah. they cools him off, and I'm just like, this is just, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a serious situation, but it's like, oh, that was so cute. Oh. I know, oh, that, it was like, I'm not gonna let him, you know die out here and I was you know I didn't think about you know Jordan is not like me where we can stand the heat and he's not like my Mm -hmm. friends where we go and uh, you know we'll say that we're tired but we would never like super express it because we're competitive with each other we'll just keep going and going and going Jordan is not like that so I thought it was cool that he acknowledged that and was like I'm gonna take care of him Mm -hmm. yeah I agree it was just it was adorable to take care of me like that i know i'm like oh i would love someone just to do that for me and just it's so cute (laughs) these books really do have a way of like talking about the cute sappy stuff yes or the passionate things that you just kind of like like oh god i want to live through that or oh god i want that right now i know yeah it's just and this book really does that and that's why because you know while it talks about a lot of deep stuff this book really does have a lot of warm and fuzzy moments it's very lighthearted um yeah despite all the the first what 10 minutes we talked about the really deep stuff right away oh my god Uh, like 30 minutes (laughs) (laughs) right but um well also to even touch on like the food truck it's like they had to come up with a whole new menu Oh, I know. And that was another thing, is that they had to, like, you know, say, why don't we try this? Let's try that. Or, right. They collaborated you know, let's make money together. together. Yeah. Right. They were, like, a team. They had to work together as a team. I'm, like, trying to really catch up on that. I'm thinking, like, oh, my God, we just totally, like, missed all that. But, um... It, it, yeah, it was really it was really cool seeing the growth between the two, how they connected with each other, and then seeing how they became this, well, this uh, you know, uh, well-oiled machine that they did not that they were not you know in the beginning of the of the story because Mm -hmm. you know uh in the beginning of the story the mom and jordan were working this food truck max sees this complete meltdown between the mom and jordan and she's like i can't do this and then max kind of is like on the outside but he's still kind of included and Mm -hmm. you know they're kind of talking and then the mom is like oh you know what why don't you work this food truck with jordan and that's kind of like how they become connected with each other and then max is like "Uh, okay i guess i would rather do this than work at state farm with my mom right and whatnot he's kind of going into it without really getting any other details and then Mm -hmm when he gets into the thick of it with Jordan, it's really cool seeing just how, you know, passionate Mm -hmm. and how it ends between, you know, him and Jordan. Right, because it's really successful, you know, it's really successful for the truck and then they run into some other roadblocks where, you know, it just... Oh, God. Yeah, it's just, it's so frustrating. They run into some roadblocks too where they're doing so well and... It's always like that part of the book where things are going so good for a while. And you're like, okay, what's going to be the roadblock? What's going to be the thing that comes and, like, just totally messes everything up? Right. And and that's hard because it's really for Jordan. It's just, you know, for Max, Max is going to be okay no matter what. You know, he has his mom. They're secure. They're stable. Jordan's whole... We're recording, we're recording now. 
Hey guys, sorry about that. We had a little bit of a technical mishap, technical difficulties, but we are back, and Dutch was just talking about how Max was going to be okay, he was going to be fine, he has a support system, and then Jordan, finish your thought, what was it? So I just feel like Jordan, you know, he doesn't have his dad, you know, his mom is now, she has to go get help, and she's basically been taken away, and he's lost his home, like all his memories with his mom and his dad are in that house, and now that house is gone. Oh my god. So, you know, he's just had the rug ripped out from under him again, and, you know, and I think they talk about, you know, as wonderful as... You know, Max and Rosa are, you know, he doesn't have anybody else. You know, I don't think he's very close with anybody in his family. So it's just kind of like how they're helping each other. You know, Jordan, you know, Max had something taken from him, you know, in a mental way, you know, I guess, or a very, you know, oh, horrible way. I mean, just, you know, that was his first yeah. time, wasn't it? Oh my God, yeah, we're just giving away this whole fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, people who read the book should probably listen to this podcast, but, uh, <laughs> hey, you know what, y'all, I mean, at the end of the day, if you want to experience the warm and happiness that we experience, you have to read the book, so, you, you know, really we're just basically like spark notes. It really is. You guys have to read this book. It was absolutely fantastic. I cried so many times. We talked a lot about it, but, so this book, whenever I was listening to it, it's about eight, a little bit over eight hours long. Mm-hmm. And it goes into much more depth than what we talked about in this podcast. Right. So everybody, I highly recommend this book. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. If not a 10 out of 10, it is very, very close to that, is what I did. I completely agree. Um, You know, I love a book that can make you feel so many emotions. Mm. And I think that one did too. It's just... You know, when, when you're crying about a book, I'm telling you, it's just... I, I mean, know. Right, you know. I laughed. And I, just, I felt mm-hmm. joy. I felt uncomfortable. Cringeworthy. I felt... Yes, yeah. Yes, I felt yes, mad. Yeah, I, felt I felt angry. I felt, I felt sad. Like, it gave me... Like, this book, I had a lot of range of emotions in it. Like, with mm-hmm. Red, White, and Blue, the last podcast that we did, you know, I had quite a few emotions about it as well, but I felt like... It was a tons more fluffier, a little bit more lighthearted, which is great, mm-hmm. and we need that. Um, but this one, I think, dealt with a little bit more of I don't know. The other red, white, and blue is much more of a fantasy to us. Mm-hmm. Even though you know, well, it is a book. It is fantasy. This is fantasy too, but it deals with a lot more real issues with us common folk, I guess you could say. Right. Yeah, it's it's so true. I think this is just, this one hits a lot closer to home. Yes. In many ways with, you know, with the stories. And I think especially those of us who've been through things like this, mm-hmm. you know, losing a parent or, you know, this and that. It really, you know, it, it I think in some ways it's kind of like he- healing, you know, it's healing to read the book. So, you know, I, I love it. And so I highly recommend this book. So if you want to read something and you want to have all your emotions crazy, then read this book. <laughs> Definitely read it. Um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So now Dutch. Now Dutch. 
It is oh, now I knew this question was coming. <laughs> it is now <laughs> your turn to pick what book we will be reading next. Have you picked one? Do you know what we're going to do? This is so hard. So I'm actually literally on my phone looking at the options right now because I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. So I'm trying really hard not to fall into the category of us always reading just books about gay men. Um, yeah. yeah cisgendered gay men especially so I'm trying to think outside of the box too um it's so easy especially after a book like this one you're just like I want to read all these gay books I want to read all these gay stories but um <laughs> but um there's a couple there's a two that I'm looking at right now um I'm actually thinking maybe we should step it up a little bit and Ooh, okay. get uh-huh. outside of our box um so this book right here let me get it pulled up real quick i'm gonna read the synopsis so this one is actually called felix ever after felix ever after okay yes so i saw this at barnes and noble and i took a picture of it so let me get the synopsis pulled up so this is actually we're really stepping out of what we've read the last two books and so it has five stars on kindle so okay let me read the synopsis real quick it's a little long but i'll try to go quickly but um where y'all can understand me so felix love has never been in love and yes he's painfully aware of the irony he desperately wants to know what it's like and why it seems so easy for everyone but him to find someone have we ever been there we've all been there oh my god <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. is this my life we've all felt that <laughs> yes <laughs> what's worse is that even though he is proud of his identity felix also so- secretly fears that he's one marginalization uh, marginalization too many get this y'all he's black queer and transgender to ever get his own happily ever after he thinks he's too many um let me repeat that real quick he thinks he's too many marginalizations and he's black queer and transgender when an anonymous student begins sending him transphobic messages after publicly posting felix's dead name alongside images of him before he transitioned (gasps) felix comes up with a plan for revenge oh my god (gasps) what he didn't count on his catfish scenario landing him in a quasi love triangle what? He navig- what? Yes. So this is really crazy. But um, he navigates his complicated feelings. Felix begins a journey of questioning and self-discovery that helps redefine his most important relationship, how he feels about himself. Aww. Felix Ever After is an honest and layered story about identity, falling in love, and recognizing love you deserve. So, you know... I love that. You know, Adrian, that. Right. You know, Adrian, you and I are, you know, men. Yes. Um, yes. You know, you know so, I'm a white, so cisgendered man. So for me, Right, cisgendered gay men, and you know, I mean, I'm a white cisgendered gay man, so for me, it's like we it's easy to fall into that category, I feel like, of reading gay books, especially kind of in Dal Yes. We have a lot of members who are mostly gay men, Dal right? And so, you know, Dal Yes, and so we have to be uncomfortable sometimes reading these stories about other people who Felix, you know, a black, queer, and transgender, you know, human being. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be. It seems like this will be, you know, definitely stepping outside of the box, but also seems like there's going to be some fun, some love, and some passion. Um, it's uh, 362 pages long. Um, there is an audiobook available. So since, you know, Adrian, that works really well for you. I'm literally, I'm literally getting, it, getting, it, right getting it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have a credit, have a credit to, use. to use. Oh, my gosh. So I'm probably going to actually go to Barnes & Noble and read it. Um, the cover is really cute. It um, is cute. So this it is, is cute. I know. He's a very... This art is a very beautiful boy. Very beautiful boy. But, um... Yes. So I'm feeling like this is going to be Dalias. We're going to be taking an extra step. We're going to be reading a story that's different. Um, that's the whole part of it. You know, I can't stress enough. I think Dalias is really meant to be a place for 
um, the LGBTQ plus community in Dallas mm-hmm. to really come together and read about you know each other, read you know support other authors who um, are like us and also write our stories. So. I'm like, we're going to step it up at this time, you know, we're yeah. going to, we can, we can read some warm and fuzzy gay books on the side, but this one, we're going to read this one. So we're gonna I'm get, excited. We're going to get into the thick of it. And it was released May 5th of this year. So it's brand new. It is brand spanking new. Yes. Cause I went to Barnes and Noble in the young adult section. So I was taking pictures of books that I want. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll leave with like 10 pictures sometimes, but um, this one, I was like, okay, this is definitely one that Dalias is going to need to read. So we're going to, we're going to read this one. It's going to be, I think it's going to be great. It has five stars on Kindle, y'all. Five yeah. full stars. And on Amazon, and on it's Amazon, five stars out of 95 reviews. Out of so. Oh my God. Okay. That is wonderful. Yeah. I'm excited yeah, I'm for excited this. For if you guys would like to join like to our, our Facebook, Facebook group, group, please do that. Please it, do that. Is it is Dalias Dal Book Club. Um, um, also, you can follow us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram at Book Club. Yes, we'll need to upload <laughs> the, um, that Instagram a little bit more. But yes, we're getting oh this. God, we are working through Corona and COVID. I and know, it's been so crazy. Been and, so then crazy. Now, and then now, you know, things are opening, things are back, opening back up. Back up. You know, um, mm. We're still, we're still social, social distancing. 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 We're still being we're still safe. safe. Um, we would right. love to meet with people and maybe be socially distant from each other. But we will... For now, we will keep things things like this. this. And maybe next podcast, we may bring another person on and have like a roundtable and discuss. I would love that. Adrian and I talk a lot. We have a lot to say, but also we (laughs) want to hear what other people have to say as well. Post Um, your questions. questions. Yes. We're going to get better about posting in the group as well. I know we kind of dropped the ball a little bit last, for a while, a couple months, just because we we had a lot going on. (laughs) Yes. So we're going to be better about that. We're going to continue to be more interactive and hopefully once things settle down we can have a proper meeting i'm in another book club Mm. and oh my god it is so fun meeting and talking about books and building relationships with people agreed it is it's it's so fun so but we're gonna get it's all gonna happen we just have to see this crazy time through this crazy ass 2020 year right 100 percent. all right guys well that's it for this podcast i hope that you guys enjoyed it definitely let us know what you think about the book i am adrian i am dutch and we will see you guys at the next podcast see you later bye bye